United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Cross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Cross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects exist. Hi. Oh, hey! Um, sorry that we didn't record last week. Yeah, tell them why, Chelsea, because Chelsea's been sick and she refuses to seek help. Yeah. It's... I just don't trust medical science will do right by me. Well, we're gonna still do, um, the full amount of Spooktober episodes, so we'll just double up next week. Perfect, yeah. Um, like... We pre- we started the episode notes and it was just literally like, hey man, I'm way too sick to record today. Can we record tomorrow? And then that was like every day mm-hmm. up until now. Yeah. Um, where I'm yeah, just literally up myself. until like yesterday and you're still sound like, you still sound yeah. like shit. Yeah. And I'm just muting myself every time I need to cough or blow my nose, which is gross, but you know. Yeah. There she goes again. While she's doing that, hey, what's up? My name is Noelle, and unlike Chelsea, I am taking my medical concerns and everyone's medical um, concerns about me seriously, and I am seeing a gastroenterologist in November. Maybe I'll go to the doctor tomorrow, and I'm Chelsea, and medical science has wronged me, so I turn to the internet to tell me what's wrong. That's because you find your doctors on, like, the fucking backlist of Craigslist. I want a doctor who has an internet footprint, so to speak. But those types of doxers have a footprint for a reason, I guess, is the what I'm trying to say. <sighs> yeah. You know, I was actually going to tell you, I asked um, our coworkers if they had any, like, good female doctors in our area that are covered by our insurance that, you know, are accepting new patients. And I got two recommends. One of them I'll go with. The other one, her bio was like, She's a homeopathic doctor first. Oh, second, it's like, a homeopathic doctor. I fucking hate him. I was like, oh, maybe this will be right up Chelsea's alley. No. Since she refuses to accept medical okay. science. I, let me talk. Homeopathic doctors are probably what has marred me from like medical science or just from wanting to see doctors in general. Because when I go to a doctor, I want him to be like, yeah, fucking take some medicine. We're going to do it. I'm going to draw your blood. That's great. I don't want to go to a doctor who's like, maybe if you breathe Mm -hmm. and practice, maybe like take a few deep breaths and meditate, you'll feel better. I hate that. And I feel like I always get that. I go to like just IHC and I always get the like fucking hippie dude. I want the most conservative piece of shit wig ass doctor to just go by the book. You can have my doctor. So I got a recommended a doctor who was basically like, he is so you ask for anything. He's prescribing something. What some might call a candy doctor. And it's true. I went in and he gave me some stuff and I was like, damn, okay. But I also do not trust this man with my asshole. So that's why I was like, you know. It is what it is. General doctor is great. When I like go to see him for regular stuff, I have nothing but good things to say about that man. I will die to protect him and his children to preserve his lineage. The issue is like doctors for the jaw, doctors for headaches, doctors for OCD. Yeah. When I have to go into specialized stuff. You always get the weird homeopathic doctors who are like, have you thought about pickled ginger on your tongue? And you're like, no, dog, 
Did he yeah. go to fucking medical school? Yeah, what are like, you talking about? Cut off a piece of your lover's hair and blow it into the east at sunrise. <laughs> I'm like, ah! <laughs> you know, I'm like literally coughing out like just globs of blood pus. And I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ, help me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of Jesus Christ helping us, um, make sure to follow us individually. That's Sith Lord. I'm Noel Fane on Instagram and Twitter. Fucking find us on Facebook, I guess. I don't really use it, but you know what you can use? The Facebook group, which is Go to Hell Podcast. It's a private group. You do have to answer some questions to get in so we know you're not a bot or a Nazi. Um, after that, of course, um, follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter as well. Go to Hell Podcast. Um, support us on Patreon. We put out a fun episode this week. Very fun, very adult, very medical, very real. Honestly, too real. Sometimes that's the whole that that's the downfall of Patreon. Um, yeah. A dollar gets you in the door. Um, hang out there, and of course, if none of that sounds good to you, Discord always. And I do want to give a shout out to an Instagram user who messaged the podcast. Um, Alora Craft gave us superb crystal re- crystal recommendations. Uh, well, if you actually paid attention, she messaged us on Patreon first, but then I told you not to look at the Patreon messages because her and I were conversating about a crystal that I bought you, so I didn't want you to see it. Oh, but well, she gave us absolutely fantastic advice, yeah. and I am... I actually purchased uh, you and I one of those soul bracelets oh. uh, from the link that she sent. Yeah, I asked her um, still uh, sent me the link to the shop that she recommended. Um, but I asked her which crystals would get my dog to like me as much as he likes my partner. And she recommended smoky quartz, pink calcite and rutilated quartz and amethyst. And then I looked up like rutilated gems were fucking gorgeous, man. It's like, yeah. It's like the lines and like the crisscrosses and rocks. So anyway, thank yeah. you so much. That actually like really made my day. Yeah, um, that was such a that was such a great DM. No, I yeah. I'm absolutely about that. That I forget the name of it. I think it's called like the Soul Stone. I don't know the combo, the yeah, combination Thanos of it all. It. Yeah, the Thanos stones. Also, speaking of Crystal Girls in our DMs, shout out y'all, really killing it. Um, I every you know all my all my homies are hooked up with that black tortolite now and um, the hematite positivity rings and yeah Chelsea got hers on I got mine on my original yeah well mine uh, you know lost it in Louisiana throwing money on a stripper it shattered into a million pieces which I was like that's for real um, but also. My partner is closing a lot of very big deals, making a lot of money, and guess, you know, who got, like, a custom crystal pack? You know, he did. So I feel like the two things are connected. It definitely is not, like, you know, his, you know, grit and hard work and dedication and talent. No, it's absolutely the bag of crystals Crystals. that I gave him. Um, Speaking of crystals, slash, you got it for your birthday, which was on Monday. Happy mm-hmm. belated birthday. Thank you. I was so, I'm so mad at Dave Ferk for oh. fucking ruining it. Um, so at <sighs> our company, no, we have a guy who does listen to the podcast. So thank you for listening. Uh, who's in charge of gifts. And he reached out to me. Hold on. I have to call. <laughs> uh, this is actually a very <clears throat> disappointing story. Yeah. It does hurt my feelings for um, those who have been around long enough for the FearCon episodes and know about Dag, Dag, who is uh, the great Dag on YouTube. If you want to kill yourself, 
Uh, and he played young Michael Myers in the Halloween Rob Zombie remake. Yeah, the little blonde weirdo kid. He was also the French kid who like was like, hey, fuck you in Hancock to Will Smith. Yeah, he also played a school shooter, which I think is his most realistic That's, role. He looks like one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so this guy messages me, uh, our coworker, and asks like what Noel would like, and he he um, mentioned that he got a Funko Pop, which I genuinely was like, no, 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 not a Funko Pop because you don't like them, mm-hmm. um, which is fair. I was actually trying to help, but what happened was um, the seed of opportunity got planted in my heart, and sure. a mighty oak grew. Yeah. So I was like, you know who Noel loves? <laughs> this guy, Dave Ferk. And I just happened to know that he has a cameo. Well, I got, just so happened. Yeah, I got, we booked it. I was like, oh, he does freestyle it, rap. By the way, it was a $25 cameo, which is a screaming fucking deal. Still, I, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. I wanted to see if Brendan Fraser had one first. So I'm not like a complete bitch, but... No Dave way. Fair took the fucking money and then canceled. Yeah. Uh, ruined Noel's birthday. So I think now yeah. you get the Funko Pop. Yeah, I do want to say gift. that uh, Dig did for sure ruin my birthday because I think I could have lived a longer, happier life knowing, like not knowing that I was potentially going to get a freestyle rap cameo from Dig. Yeah. But then when I was told, not only by our, uh, you know, the birthday manager at work, but by you. I was like, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Like, this is the worst news. And he's gone unavailable on Cameo. So, like, I don't know. If any, if everyone wants to turn their notifications on for his Cameos when he's back, um, if you want to see what you're getting into, again, The Great Dig on YouTube, he puts out more videos than We Breathe Air. It's honestly, I don't know how he has yeah. the time. Um, and they all sound like... Um, uh, sadness and the only thing that he fills his free time with when he's not making videos is ruining fucking birthdays man it's true that is actually true on my deathbed where i'm like i was dying i had the most like i clocked out for the day where i was like get her dang and then i like laid in bed and i was like <coughs> i was like yeah the fucking emperor pal i was like fucking palpatine like coughing and laughing like just mm-hmm. ah, 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 in bed and then I come back because I was called in sick, was gone for forever. And then they're like, dig canceled. Yeah. It That's was... why I think I'm sick. I think he broke my heart. And now... Yeah, you've been dying of a broken heart. Yeah, it's, exactly that is it. for sure. That is for sure it. Um, you know, Dig looks like he smells like a guy who only takes resin hits. As in like he's scraping the bottom of the barrel of his pipe and just... You know what I'm saying? Like, I, Dig, I, and I know this because we've met him in person, is sure. the kind of guy where if you try to like banter or fucking have any friendly interaction, he's like, I, he's acts like he's too hot shit to like even get He you the was time. wearing overalls with his nipples out, no shirt. This is a song he wrote called TikTok Pants. I just wanted to give you guys a little listen. This was two weeks ago. That's why he couldn't do the cameo. He's been making music, dog. What is TikTok pants? Dance pants hands. Fucking puts Eminem to shame. 
anyway. So dumb. That made me so dry. Um, convenient because we're going to talk about a desert in the episode today, but like, yeah. Oh, also, um, wild wood owl on Etsy for stickers. Oh and yes. Um, also Tara Doki, um, doesn't have official podcast merch, but makes the coolest animation. We're just in the obs- world. I'm obsessed with her stuff. I have like her Sakura sticker that I keep on my desk. Like That's I don't, yeah, I have the like entire, one of the stickers uh, I've I've had to preserve. I have the entire JJK, uh, Jujutsu yeah. Kaisen uh, line she did, including the "Thank yeah. you so much, a best friend," oh, which I have on my laptop right here. Um, and then, if you want some podcast merch, the links to the shops are in the bios online, specifically the Instagram one. Mm-hmm. I was and actually thinking all about that money doing- goes to the artists. We don't make any off of that, so these aren't sh- these aren't shameless plugs. It's just like yeah, support no, them support them. I was also thinking about doing potentially a shirt, a cult member shirt. I was thinking about it. Yeah, let's and I, start. I was uh, not sure how I wanted to do it, whether I wanted to put it on the store Envy or um, whatever it's called, Teespring. Like a bonfire? Or a bonfire. I haven't decided yet. Yeah, um, but anyway, keep an eye out for that because um, I want to do that. And then I want to donate all of the money um, to the satanic temple um and their their mission right now to help women in texas who need assistance with terminating pregnancies so yeah keep an eye out for that but anyway Um, so noelle and i last night went and saw one of my favorite bands in the entire world uh the who not the who who but the who hu which is mongolian throat metal yeah so fucking good. Like easily, I don't know what they're saying. It's like all in Mongolian, mm-hmm. but like just so when I'm singing along, I'm like, bleh, 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 it's you know, yeah. Which it was. Can I say something here? Yeah. And don't take offense to this. I thought this was an Oliver thing, which is Chelsea's partner. I thought this was an Oliver thing, and when we walked out of that venue, and you were like to him, "So what did you think?" and he goes, mm, "It was interesting." I was like. So this is for real. Just Chelsea was about this. This mm-hmm. was just your. I listened to Viking metal, so Hungarian throat metal wasn't too much of a stretch, but it was um, interesting. Yeah, and I have like an entire folk metal playlist that I can share with people if you want to hear it. But like the Who, um, Ichabod, and I have been just following them for a while, and like. So I was so fucking sick last night, just like hacking into my mask. Um, but my God, so fucking the thing with it, with it too, is like they take, um, they integrate like Mongolian cultural war cries and like instruments and then they put it into that, but it's like fucking metal. Oh my God. It was so good. Yeah. Listen it's to crazy. Him. Wolf Totem is like amazing. Uh, UV UV U is my personal favorite song um, that they have. But what happened was the religious experience derailed what the episode was going to be yeah. about today yep. into Mo- a Mongolian episode. Yep. As <clears throat> will happen. It's don't worry. I didn't spend countless hours researching the other topic. I'll let you yeah. have this because <laughs> I'm letting you have this because 
next week we're doing double episodes. So perfect. Um, So for those of you who also went to public school in the United States, uh, Mongolia is situated just between China and Russia. This is important information. Thank you. Because I had no idea. Yeah. I had to look it up myself. And so sorry for coughing. Uh, Most of us know about Mongolia, either because Disney's Mulan, the enemies of Mulan and that were Mongolian nomads, um, or because like most of us understand that Genghis Khan existed and he came from Mongolia. Mm-hmm. Um, also Khan, great barbecue yes Mongolian barbecue um, my top five honestly Charlie Chow's Mongolian barbecue like their dragon grill is what they call it I, I would say a deathbed meal for sure yeah absolutely um, also the guys in the who are snackety snack snacks they I, are all very snack they could like text me at 2am and be like you up and I would wake up and I would go where I would get on a flight yeah I would too. And that's saying something because I don't get on flights. Yeah. So. Beautiful coughing here. She's still muted. Whoops. I'm trying to mute when I cough. And it's I'm going to, to announce it. every time you um, cough. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so Genghis Khan was a Mongol leader who was born in 1162 and had such a prolific military prowess. That isn't he that is, actually not how his name is pronounced? It's like Chengis. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just keep pronouncing it like my super Western way. Yeah, because if, we went to public school. It's our parents' fault. I I don't think it's offensive. Uh, you say that it probably is. But again, we don't take that route. We take I, the, I'm so yeah. sorry, we went to public school. When I was doing the research, I didn't come across anything that mentioned that Genghis, the Chengis Khan pronunciation. But mm-hmm. um, I do make huge strides to pronounce other Mongolian words in this episode by like typing them out phonetically mm-hmm. uh, the entire, in every show note. But anyway, so sorry. Um, and Genghis Khan was so successful at like being an emperor, taking over lands, like a stab, like planting his flag and all these different nations that today, one out of every 200 men in the world is a direct descendant of the Mongolian emperor. Which isn't actually a great statistic when you think about how that happens. You know, consent, not a word he right. knows. Dude know was word. prolific Me and horrible. Yeah. Um, and I want to describe the climate of Mongolia here, not to get too boring, but just so we can get an idea of like the specific area that we're talking about. So naturally being situated next to Russia, I thought that it was just going to be like snowy terrain all year long. I just assume Russia is just like cold and sad all the time, Mm -hmm. but it's actually more similar to Utah in the sense that it's high in elevation and it has a very cold and dry climate. Um, For years, the nomads of Mongolia whispered about the deserts and the presence of a mysterious creature roaming the deserts. Um, This creature hid just below the ground surface and would attack the nomads whenever its territory was disturbed. And this cryptid is known to the Mongolians as the Ulgai Horkai. Ulgai Horkai. Nice. I will be, I wrote that out phonetically. So I would. She sure did. Whoa. Um, So the best way to describe the Ulgai Horkai is to envision the sandworms of Dune, but like much smaller and more sinister and more deadly. Um, And these little reptiles have the body of a snake, 
but the head of a monster. And the only way I could really compare it or like mishmash it up would be like a lamprey. And, but with like jaws that kind of like extend outward, but like long tendrils and then the ability to spit acid. Yeah. It looks like, so they call it the Mongolian death worm, which I'm not and, calling it that, but calling it I, the old guy. Korkai. I do like the Mongolian death worm though. And it just looks like the world's, worst centipede a little bit minus all the leggies or actually you know you know when uh they do like microscopic zoom-ins of parasites Mm -hmm. and they have the most horrific mouths with layers of teeth that's exactly it that's what these look like i got um snake with lamprey with like a blasted screw from harry potter with like Mm -hmm. dune sandworms like it's just kind of like an unappealing looking monster yeah um and the old guy Korkai is so deadly for two reasons um and there's actually an entire book about these cryptids and it's called the beasts that hide from man um and one of the reasons why it's so deadly is because it hides just beneath the desert sands and it quickly emerges as soon as it is disturbed and it quickly squirts a poisonous and very acidic substance onto anything and everything close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the goo that it spits out adheres to the victim um, and it simultaneously acts as like an acid that burns into the skin so that the poison can penetrate into the bloodstream, um, causing a horrific and painful death. Yeah. And also it's said to resemble a large fat worm up to one meter or three feet long and dark red in color with spike-like projections at both ends. Mm-hmm. People Which, have seen it, have described it as like, it looks like intestines, like, mm-hmm. cause they like blob, like, you know, if yeah, you like and also like dark out. red in color, like that's yeah, gross. It is very gross. Um, and before anyone thinks that like a little Mongolian um, Ulgai Korkai, like spitting out acid or like being that dangerous, the beast's book highlights that this isn't like too far off of what we see in nature already. Um, specifically that it probably absorbs elements or different things from its diet in the same way that like South American dart frogs are able to derive toxins from their environment. Cause like you can't even touch those without mm-hmm. feeling like you're immediately yeah. being shot. Yeah. And it's literally just the environment. Cause if you know anything about dart frogs, I don't know if uh, I used to a little bit. I used to have a few mm-hmm. when raised in captivity, they're completely harmless. They do not create and secrete the toxins when in their natural environments, whatever they're eating and however they absorb that like energy, that's when they turn mm-hmm. into quote unquote poison dart frogs in which the oil secreted off of them will fucking paralyze you and kill you. Yeah. So it's really not that far off. Um, And the next way that the old guy Korkai kills is definitely more subtle and like more terrifying in my opinion. Um, So locals in the area have talked about when they're moving herds of like cattle or horses or other livestock, they'll pass over an area of sand in this desert and boom, all their animals just start dropping dead. It's like fucking squid games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the red light, green light, people are just like, pop, 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 pop. And it's only when the shepherds like 
kind of like disturb the surface that they see small infestations of these Uwagai cork eyes that are kind of like wriggling around and then they just burrow even deeper. Um, the locals know to like not fuck with them because obviously it can take out like half a herd just by mm-hmm. disturbing the sand. Um, but it's like super devastating and they become like very prevalent in Mongolian culture where they are accepted as like not being encrypted in the way that we accept Bigfoot, but just like maybe an animal we haven't discovered yet. Yeah. Um, and what was so fascinating about the old guy cork eyes is how prevalent they are in Mongolian culture, but like how infrequently they're talked about in the cryptid circles specifically because there have been multiple scientific expeditions led to find actual specimens of the old guy cork eye. And these have been government sponsored by the Mongolian government itself. Well, I feel like our government is also kind of low key looking into some cryptid stuff. I mean, they admitted that like UFOs are real, but I, I honestly think that because when you look up illustrations of what they think the death worm looks like also, by the way, the translation means large intestine worm mm-hmm. of what you say. Will you say it again? Old guy, Korkai. There you go. That means large intestine worm. And I could be saying it wrong, but. Probably, and, but. I it's refuse like, to put my, like it's I refuse to put myself in that situation. So I'm just going to call it the death worm. But like, literally when you look at the illustrations of it, it looks like the, the parasitic worms or like the bacterial 100%. worms under a microscope. Like, even though. We don't see it every day. Like they don't pop up on the sidewalk after a rain. Like that type of species exists. It's it's not far fetched to say. So I think that because of that, because it's more rooted in a little bit of reality, I don't think the cryptid community latches on to it as much. Because yeah. even though it's called like the fucking death worm, it's not like a giant sandworm from Beetlejuice. It's not right. the giant worms from Dune. It's a fairly reasonably sized animal slash cryptid. And yeah. because I think it lacks those extreme qualities that like, you know, everyone's favorite cryptids has, I feel like that's why it falls off. It's like not a part of the the classic circle of cryptids. Yeah, I would agree. It's like less sexy too, you know, like yeah. The animals just drop dead. That's mm-hmm. boring. If we want to talk about like cattle mutilations of like Skinwalker Ranch, that's way more like interesting. You can see the damage. You can see like, oh, obviously something has been here. But for something that leaves like no trace, people definitely lose interest to it. Yeah. Um, that being said, the Mongolian government definitely takes it seriously. So, for example, in 1922, the Mongolians granted American paleontologist Roy Andrew the necessary permits to search for uh, dinosaur fossils in the Gobi Desert under one condition, that he was also expected to procure information and evidence about this mysterious creature that was tormenting and killing people in the area. Andrews didn't find anything to really help shed light on the Ulgai Korkai, but he did create enough of kind of a dossier where in the 90s, Czech explorer Ivan Mackerley picked up where Andrews left off. And he managed to gather the most information about the Ulgai Korkai during his expedition, noting that locals described it. And this is a quote from Carl Schuker's um, blog spot. This is the guy who wrote that beast book. Love a, bu- love a good blog spot. Well, he wrote the book, man. And then he also has a website about his book. Um, but blog quote. Spot. According to eyewitness testimony, the mysterious sausage-shaped creature resembles a living intestine. 
red in color with darker splotches. It measures one to 1.6 meters long and is thick as a man's arm, but has no discernible scales, mouth, or even, or even any eyes or other recognizable sensory organs. It is said to be truncated on both ends, but according to some accounts, at least one end bears a series of long pointed structures at its tip. These are like the little like tendril teeth things that come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like imagining that, like if you, I would imagine a snake, that's fine. A lizard, that's fine. But like for some yeah. reason, like an intestine where there's like no scales on it and it's just like writhing yeah. around and it's like fucking deadly. Well, they're like zoologically when they talk about what this would actually look like, they're like, yeah, worm best describes it. But because of like the inhospitable landscape of the Gobi Desert, it mm-hmm. couldn't be soft and fleshy like a worm. It would right. have to be like the texture of a snake or like mm-hmm. a legless lizard. So like a vertebrate animal. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll definitely go into like what they think it could possibly be. But yeah, it definitely can't be a worm. So I refuse to call it that. I would call it an old guy cork guy. Um the Macaulay's dossier about the Ulgai Korkai to this day serves as the most informative collection of evidence about this particular cryptid. One of the most compelling pieces of evidence is the death of one of his guides on an expedition where at one moment he seemed to be totally fine and the next he just dropped dead on the sand. So just before the guide's death, he had been kind of absentmindedly disturbing the sand where he sat. And as Macaulay invested the area or investigated the area with an iron rod, guess what he found just below the surface a, a bunch worm. of yeah a bunch of wiggling little ulgai cork eyes and a small ulgai cork guy wriggling around like a pissed off snake quickly descended back into its sandy its sandy home and the men were way too fearful to get close to it and could only really watch in amazement and wonder because what really interested Macaulay the most was that his guide did not physically touch the ulgai cork eye meaning he had no skin to skin contact so the same way we would need to get the toxins off a dart frog didn't happen with this guide, but he still mm-hmm. died um, because the guide's hand was completely wrapped up at the time of contact and there were no physical wounds on the man, which led the explorer to wonder if the creature had other deadly defensive mechanisms, which would be more closely related to electric eels. So a lot of people have tried to explain what the Ulgai Quark Guy could be, specifically wondering why it has to be, even be a cryptid at all and why it can't just be a species we haven't discovered yet. And this is where well, I they, put all caps. Oh, go ahead. They haven't they haven't found one because like yeah. the Mongolian government is still offering rewards for a specimen live or dead and no one's mm-hmm. found one. Right. And here's where I want to be pedantic and just say that what is a cryptid but a species we haven't fucking discovered yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought this like electricity aspect of the worms being electrically charged was like really interesting, but let's kind of dive into the climate and start ruling out some different species. So like Noel mentioned, like just by being in the desert, it cannot have the soft skin that we see in worms. Um, and it also can't be an amphibian because desert climate does not work well for like water permeable skin. Mm -hmm. So amphibians would not be able to survive in a Mongolian climate. So this means that of all the animals that we know of to exist, just based off the description of the Earl Guy Corki, it has to be some sort of reptile. 
And according to the author of The Beast That Hide From Man, the Ulgai Korkai is most likely a, here we go, here a we species go. of Amphisbanian. Now, I just want to stop really quick because, like, I listen to the Stephen Hawking motherfucker right here. I tried to look up the, um, let me share my sound. I tried to look up the pronunciation of this. And it was just like, it was so fucking unhelpful. So let me know if you can, if you can't hear it, but it's loading. Amphisbainian. 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 Unhelpful, right? I'm like Amphisbainian. I thought that's what he's saying, but it's like Amphisbainian. That's unhelpful, right? Amphisbainian. Sounds like a slur. Anyway, so that's how you apparently say it. I didn't really know what these were, but apparently we do know what they are. We just never call them amphisbaniums. Um, but they're just like really fat snakes with tiny little hand nubs. Some of the snakes don't have little hand nubs at all, but people much smarter than us decided that they don't count as snakes still. But they're what people call, like affectionately call like a mole lizard. Mm-hmm. Those weird, like long, like scroot things. You know what I mean? Um and they are subterranean, so they do mimic a lot of the behaviors of the old guy Quarkai. Except I could not find a single spe- species of these Amphisbaniums, which were as deadly as what the old guy Quarkai is supposed to be. Also, the old guy Quarkai is in Final Fantasy online. Oh, that's fun. As like a as like a monster cryptid, you have to fight. Just so everyone knows, it all clicked to me. Anyway, go on. Perfect. Um, so the next obvious choice of what the Ulgai Quarkai could be would have to be a snake. First off, because like we know snakes can spit. Everybody knows that cobras spit and snakes thrive in deserts. Um, but another thing I want to dive into specifically is the whole electricity thing. I stuck on that, like stink on a mattress because I was like an electric fucking snake. Cause we all know eels, like what's an eel, if not like a sea snake and there are sea snakes, but like specifically electric sea snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so remember Macaulay's guide dropped dead with no visible signs of venom, toxic toxins, acids, or anything else. So his comrades suspected he had been electrocuted. And now let's talk about electrocution when it comes to snakes. Um, are there electric snakes? No. Um, but something that does exist is called tribal electricity. This is not a conspiracy. Tribal electricity is when something can get an electrical charge generated completely by friction. So the best way that I can describe it is, you know, when you open up those packing peanuts and they all stick to you, mm-hmm. those are not electric beings. We are not electric beings. When we opened the box and created friction, they got a static charge, which made them sticky. Or a different type of friction, if you want to think about it, is when a snake slithers or burrows in a Mongolian desert. Um, And also, tribal electricity is something that has been seen in snakes before. And some snake species are able to generate electrical charges simply based on where they're slithering at in their habitat. So it isn't far off to believe that something like the Ulgai Korkai would be able to harness the power of electricity and like turn it to murder easily. Well, I mean, the fact that electric eels exist kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. A fucking snake could probably create some ion charges and generate electricity. 
Yeah, specifically because like the old guy cork guys notoriously are constantly like burrowing in the sand. They're not slithering on the surface. They're never on the surface unless their like little habitat is exposed. Yeah. So makes sense. Hold on. Have a- there she goes. She's coughing and just over a nose. So something quite fun to think about is that Macaulay took a leaf out of Dune's book, like literally. When the sandworms of Arrakis and Frank Herbert's novel are summoned, it's through vibrations or explosions. Macaulay tried both of these methods to expose the um, Ulgai Quarkai, but the experiments actually led in no specimen results. Mm-hmm. So before you really dismiss like, hey, all these scientists have tried and have yet to find a, like an actual specimen to study, I want to direct everyone's attention to another research team who was led by a man named Adam Davies, who went to Mongolia in 2009 with the same expectations. Like he wanted to find an actual specimen of the old guy, cork guy. Um, But as we later found out, he was giving an interview to a New Zealand newspaper. And he was saying that they were successful in finding evidence of the old guy, cork guy, but the Russian government would linger so close to any of these scientific expeditions that anytime something was found, the fucking Russians, man, came in and confiscated all of their research and evidence and their hard work. They're like, yeah, you can talk about it, but like, if you try to prove it, like. Interesting. What's yeah, the MO there? It. Like, yeah, why? Yeah. Well, so the Gobi Desert is definitely a land of mystery. And I think this is kind of like fill you in on why the Russians would be interested in it. Um, so the eye of locals, like the Mongolian nomads, have constantly had their eyes drawn to the Gobi Desert. Um, And it makes sense why the Russians would also want to keep a close eye on it and prevent any secrets, specifically anything that would give them a military edge from getting out. Um, So as the Dawn article states, um, in theosophical terms, an interesting part of the Gobi Desert is its geographical aspect. Though Gobi does mean very large and dry, legend says it was once a fertile land with a river inlet or or lake and was home to a sacred island where enlightened people lived and took refuge when the world was overtook by sinful and materialistic people hundreds of centuries ago. The last time the Gobi Desert was changed into a sea was 10 or 12,000 years ago, but the wars between the prophets of good and evil forces and the bad treatment meted out the prophets of the right path by the people of the left. It drained the land of its water and turned it into the dry, arid region that it is today. So what I'm thinking is you have this land that's covered in water. You have like a species, like deep sea species that lives there, super deadly, kind of similar to an electric eel, kind of not. Suddenly has its habitat change, change, um, adapts to survive. And then you get like these mysterious land cryptids that we know to this day. It has like all the mysteries of the ocean, all of like the fucking craziness of like the adaptation and being undisturbed for tens of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And now we have the old guy cork perpetuating this, you know, this cryptid myth that we have today and the Russian government's fucking privy to it, man. They don't want people to know that they have this like ace in the hole, like weaponry that can like kill people without a trace. Like you can literally hide it out. I mean, Russia is not too happy with what's going on in the Middle East. What happens if they transplant a whole bunch of these like old guy cork eyes and, you know, turn different you areas in their watch, favor? You better tread lightly with what you're saying right now. But I do also want to say, 
that when I was trying to order um, parasitic parasitic things off of a Russian website for weight loss purposes, the fucking KGB sent me an email. Yeah, I bet they did. So I bet that they, I bet it was for sure a real Russian website that was selling. They told me that they needed like my PayPal logins and things like that. But I'm just (laughs) saying the Russians have (laughs) the fucking monopoly. You almost got Tyler, dude. They were like, we need your PayPal logins and your social security. (laughs) Well, I'm, you know, even drunk. uh, I still know I can, I can spot most scams. I got scammed on your wrapping paper. And I got no. scammed on. <laughs> yeah, I know the rapid paper was hardly a scam. But I'm just that saying was the Russian absolute win. So for those of you who don't know, I tried to order Noel. I saw an ad for like custom Brendan Fraser wrapping paper, and it was just his face over and over again. So I ordered it. But what I got was like a poster of like a shitty MS paint collage of blurry no, Brendan Fraser. So beautiful. It's like <laughs> it's a literal poster size picture collage of only his face like but different from different movies and different pictures Mm -hmm. like the the enhanced crying eyes of him and some of it is like metallically printed and some of it is not it's one of the best things i've ever seen another thing is like it's not like a clean edge it's like somebody printed it and then just cut it with the shittiest scissors in existence like if you look at the edges and i got it in the mail and i was (laughs) You know, game recognizes game because I was, I gave him a five-star review. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, <laughs> I think that they scammed me, but what I got, I'm happy with. So, you know what? Yeah. I think they're like, if this person is coming to us for this Brendan Fraser wrapping paper, they're going to much prefer my handmade yeah. custom design. Yeah. It was a single poster. is yeah. like an entire tube of wrapping paper. Yep. Um, anyway. <laughs> The fucking Russians, man. All I'm saying is that they have, they're up to a lot of shady shit. But the I also love shit. that we're just uh, really gliding over the fact that Chelsea admitted that she tried to buy tapeworms off of what she thought was the <laughs> I dark was in a web. dark place. I was in a dark place. They're hard to get, man. Well, you like were for sure not even on the parts of the internet because you have to go to like special internet to get. I've to- tried. I you, definitely yeah, thought I was you, trying. You have to get onto the special internet to even get to the area I, in which you I could definitely look for those things. Yeah, I didn't. I definitely didn't have the currency that they were requiring. You didn't um, have the currency. You didn't have the logins. You were not there. You were on some fucking fourteen-year-old's blog spot, and he put he wrote you as the KGB and almost got your ass. Yeah, it was like an apple cider vinegar tablet. I'm sure. Uh-huh. Um, well, I didn't get it. I ended up just losing weight with diet and exercise. So great job. Have you. Anyway, so are the Ulgai Korkai, um, what are they? I found like a really sad theory about it and I'm going to end on something sad. Oh, here we the go. locals think that they were really aggressive because they were dying out and they were really territorial and they were just trying to like defend the last little area that they had where they could survive in, but have since become instinct. Um, I like to think that they're out there killing to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think that they're getting a Russian or two. Yeah, but unfortunately, we may never may never know. Yeah, there she goes. She's coughing again. Um, I'd like to believe that they were once real, and that you know locals are on onto it there that they were 
extra violent because they were going extinct and it was their last hurrah. They're just trying yeah. to survive. And that's like a we... wounded animal backed into a corner. Yeah. They're just swinging and seeing what they could hit at. Uh-huh. That's the only way to know is updates. to go to Mongolia and roll around in the desert. Yeah. Definitely do that. Definitely test the theory yourself. Definitely go head out to Mongolia and do some cartwheels and see what happens. I'm not very good at cartwheels, but I'm good at naps. So I can just like, but I guess you have to like move around. I'll twerk. I'm really good at twerking still. Do that. I I also want you to know that you've been sharing your screen this entire time. And that fucking meme of the Cheeto. (laughs) 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 It's just been in my fucking face this whole time. You stupid idiot. That was crazy. Um, Someone tried to fish the company? No, someone tried to fish a company that uses our software and they got me. And I just disabled their account real quick and I shared that meme. I was, <laughs> the guy was like, the, the person was like, Chelsea, protect me. And I was like, get to the chapla. And all I did was deactivate <laughs> their account. But like, I had such big dick energy while I was doing it. And then I shared that meme of where SWAT's going to break down a door. And it was like, this guy getting hacked. And then the tiny little Cheeto, just me disabling their account. Essentially, all I did was like do a password reset. But like, what the fuck are you going to do, man? Yeah. So Uh, it worked temporarily, but it was wild because I could see that them making bank changes to the account while I was like in there. Oh, my God. I would switch it to like deactivate it. And then I would see like I would refresh and then I would see like nothing happened. And then I'd refresh again and I would see them go in and on the log it was like so and so entered their paypal information and then, <gasps> and then the, the the owner who was getting hacked was calling you and they were saying chelsea help me they're like, yeah they're like help me and i'm like they're like this person's like gonna like steal our money and stuff and i'm like i'm like let me see what i can do and i like felt like a hacker's episode i'm like da, 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 da. and i'm like i'm <laughs> in but i was just like click like the activating <laughs> account is literally just clicking a little toggle and yeah. i was like boop <laughs> And I was like, that should do it until we can find out. I don't know, man. I tracked the IP address and it was like to a a Kagistan or something. Whoa. Did you tell them? I didn't. I didn't want to like, they were like swearing and stuff. Well, you should have because that clearly is like they got into the email. That's what it was. They got into their email. Yeah. So I was like, you need to change your email passwords. And they're like, I already reset my password to get into the system. I'm like, it's starting from inside the house, man. You got it. Wow. Also, it was like, I was, it was past when I was off for the day. So I was like working overtime on this. And I'm just like, hacker, man. Yeah. This poor person, I'm just like coughing and like gurgling snot out of my face onto the screen. And I'm like, well, get it taken care of. Oh, I to see a little Cheeto meme I made. That is good. <laughs> you should share that with the Facebook group so they can they can see tomorrow what we were talking about, how I had to stare at that fucking meme for like five minutes. Oh, I genuinely boy. thought you were looking at like my screen screen, like where our notes were, not like on the Slack screen. Nope, but- I was staring at that meme. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking shit. Well... What are what are your end thoughts? What do you you do you still think it's out there? I I believe in every cryptid. I'm trying to think if there's true. like a cryptid I don't believe in. And the reason why I believe in it is because like what like I said earlier when I went all caps is like what is a cryptid but a creature we haven't fucking discovered yet. Like yeah, officially, you know what I mean? Like I I bet you could Google 
like new species discovered and it's going to have something from like this month, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm more inclined to believe in this cryptid versus Mothman, you know, as much as that hurts to admit and say out loud, but, Mm. um, Mothman is different for me. I think Mothman is fun to say as a cryptid, but I would categorize Mothman more in the alien tech like category. And I don't think of aliens as cryptids. I think, well, are you also saying that like Bigfoot is a time traveling alien? So he's not a cryptid anymore. I do think Bigfoot could be an interdimensional being. Bigfoot can fall in both categories. It just depends on how I talk about it. That's the thing though, is like, because Bigfoot crosses barriers in ways that other cryptids Well, same with like any of the activity um, on Skinwalker Ranch. It's like it's past cryptid and gone to um, Mm -hmm. paranormal alien. You know, it's all it's all connected. Yeah. So like Bigfoot, Mothman, kind of in the center. I absolutely believe the aliens exist. I believe that Mothman, Bigfoot exist interdimensionally in some capacity. For the Ulgai Quarkais, I think those 100% exist. I believe in every cryptid until you prove me wrong. That's I fair. dare you to prove me wrong. That's fair. It's tough to prove you wrong when there's nothing to prove that it's right. But you know what I do know for sure? That what? Apollo is so fucking handsome. Just coming up. Look at his profile of Apollo. He is the perfect dog. Look at how handsome he is. She's calling you cute, buddy. It, Next time you come to my house, like, I do sincerely want you to bring the dogs down. Apollo is such a pain in the ass to drive in the car with. You don't understand. Does he hate it? No, he wants to sit in the front. Let him sit in the front. Make Tyson in the no, back. No, it's a disaster. Um, he's a good boy. He's a sweet boy. He's just my handsome guy. Just a good boy, Polly. Well. I um, was reading because, like, Puffin's been really mean to me lately. But, like, mean he's to me passive-aggressively. Because he loves Oliver so much more than me. And I'm just shit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Googling, I'm like, what makes your dog hate you? And it, I read myself, bitch. It was like, your it's dog hates you much. because you're, it's like, you're annoying. Yeah. Your dog doesn't like your vibes. And it was like, you yeah. need to just change who you are fundamentally. And your like, vibes are a little rancid towards him. I will say that. I you're just love much. him so much. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try to play it cool. But like, I've been sick and I've been watching my dad's dog, Loki. And Loki fucking loves me. Hates everyone else. So I got that going for me. But like. It was saying, like, spend time with your dog working because, like, corgis are herding dogs and they want to work. So I signed him up for agility classes. Way too sick to go to his first class, so Oliver had to go. Oh, good. Solidifying <laughs> their bond. Yeah. I know. It backfired. She's coughing again. Just but I, I'm so sorry. But I have to say, like, seeing some of the videos, like, what he's learning is so cute. But I do look forward to Puffin being nicer to me. Like, Yeah, good luck. I'll go to like pick him up and he like rides away from me. You know, it's like I am, we are two of the same magnet charges and he is just oil and water. Yeah. Um, Cora loves everyone. If you ever want affection, she'll give it to you. Apollo and I, um, Apollo and I have an interesting relationship because like he doesn't really care for me too much, but he likes me more than Puffin likes you. And, um, but Apollo likes me in a respectful way. Like, it's like we respect each other. Like, mm-hmm. he, every, like, right now, where you saw him standing, he's now laying. He lays next to me when I'm working. He, if I'm in the bathroom, he's outside the door. Um, he lays next to my bed. And if I roll over on the, the other side, he'll come over to that side and lay right there. 
he has to be near me. Even like when a few people came over the other day and I was sitting in my like smoking chair over there Mm -hmm. and he just sat right next to me, just sat, just had to be right next to me, sitting right next to my legs. He doesn't like to be pet. Um, He just likes to be near. He's just Mm -hmm. around. He just respects my existence a little bit. And I do to him because I know that he doesn't like to be babied. He doesn't Mm -hmm. like baby talk. He doesn't like to be um, like pet a whole bunch or like, you know, given loves. Um, Sometimes he'll come over and he'll get a scratch and then he'll leave. But I, I know how to react to his personality now. And he likes me so much more than he, than he did. But when we first started living together, he's like a, he's like a scotch, like just he's a sip and drink, man. Mm -hmm. I'm over here. I'm trying to like do picklebacks. Yeah. But yeah, um, I I don't think it's physically possible in all dogs. Puffin does have this capability. I swear to God, he rolls his eyes at me every time. He does. He's I, like, I, yeah, he does. I've seen it. It's the way that he like uses his face. He mm-hmm. literally just like looks at you and turns away. It's incredible. Yeah. And he's just like this bitch. Like, he, yeah, he has an index finger and he just goes this bitch yeah. and just. Yeah. It hurts my fucking feelings. Yeah, man. it's it's just because you're too much. You just gotta, you gotta, you know, press the brakes a bit. You're overbearing. Other people when they are too much with him, like you've come over and you've been like puff pastry, and you've been in his face. Fucking loves it. Mm-hmm. I come home and Puffin like packs up his shit and goes to his room. Yeah, I. Yeah, well, I'm you've putting got, him in agility classes. You've got a lot, you know, making up to do. You're like the overbearing mom, you know. You've got to, you've got to relax and cool. When I, when I come over, I'm the cool aunt. I go puff pastry, and then I say hi to him. And then what do I do? Go on to do whatever I was. You guys doing. start like, you throw out a piece of cardboard and start like break dancing together. Yeah, and I I'm just like, like fuck off, you know. And that's why he appreciates me when I'm around because yeah. I don't try to. I, I sniffle a little, and then he spits in my face. Yeah, takes a shit on my pillow. It's true. It's true. Well, you know, Apollo used to shit on me while I slept. So, and now look at us. <laughs> um, Puffin so used to attack me and draw blood, but yeah. So you're, you know, it's getting better. Yeah, the indifference <laughs> hurts. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like I'd rather have like the physical punishment. So at least I know he like wants there's, to be around me. Yeah, there's pain. At least he has a feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Well, you know, good luck. Good luck. Have um, fun. I'll try. That's the real cryptid. Fun. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Puffin's uh, love for you. Oh my god, I want it to, to be, be discovered. Real. That's the only cryptid I don't believe in. <laughs> oh fucking shit. Well, we want to get out of here. Yeah, I'm done, man. I don't. I want to go take some robitussin and go to bed. Um, also, there's been a, seven new animals discovered in 2021 so far, including a deadly snake. So. Hmm. Great. You hate to see it. <laughs> right. I gotta go. <laughs> Taffing out. Yeah. Go. Hail Satan. I'll Hail say, cough I'm, medicine. This is Chelsea. Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs>